when sports are going down in Acadiana. Boy, I hope the defense scores because the offense ain't. Get the latest with the ESPN 1420 app. Yeah, y'all know I usually call it and I have something positive to say. When something's going down, we'll tell you where it's at. Get the best sports talk by tapping that app. And the Scott Prather guy's kind of weird, eh? Give me back my son! The Great Scott Show on Sports Radio ESPN 1420. Back into the great Scott show, everybody. The great sports callers, open think tank, Louisiana's raging Cajuns coming off of a 27 to 20 victory over Arkansas State at Cajun Field on homecoming Saturday. Ranked 25th in the AP poll. Joining us now, head football coach of Louisiana, Billy Napier. Good morning, Billy. Happy Monday. How are you? Yeah, we're doing good. We're doing good. I, uh, Certainly appreciate you having us on the show again this week. Every week, Coach. You know that uh, the invitation is always there for you. We appreciate you taking the time. Um, you know, we, we get to hear from you uh, on the you know a Zoom press conference right after a game, and you share some of your immediate thoughts. I know, you know, now I'm talking to you Monday about a day and a half, you know, almost two days later after the game ended. Has your opinion changed on anything kind of now that you've had some time to think about it, see a little bit of tape of how things unfolded in Saturday's win? Well, I, I will say this. I was uh, really, really proud of the effort um, that the players played with. You know, I thought overall we talked about playing our best game of the year when it comes to playing with effort. You know, I thought that we did that now. You know, certainly it was a unique day. Um, you know, they, they've got a really good team. You know, that team beat Kansas State. I know their record may not be as good as usual this year, but uh, really good personnel. You got to give them some credit. They, they Blake had his team ready to play, and uh, you know, we kind of felt that that it was going to be that type of day. You know, they uh, it's always a a fist fight uh, when you play Arkansas St- Arkansas State. Um, and Saturday was that type of day. But I do think we did a lot of things really, really well. You know, uh, really impressed with the players at halftime. Um, unbelievable leadership, um, togetherness, you know, really competitive spirit. You know, I thought we really handled things well. Defensively um, kept us in the game in the first half, you know, by forcing those guys to kick some field goals. They missed one. Um, until we kind of figured it out on offense. And, and I thought we had a great day in, the, in the, on special teams, uh, over 100 yards of hidden yardage in the game. So, you know, I, I feel the same way I felt after the game, but I'm really proud of the way the team competed. Uh, and I thought the staff did a terrific job at halftime. Uh, you, you said on the broadcast going into halftime, we're going to make adjustments. That's what we do. You've been strong in, in the second half of games this year, Coach. Some games – You've you guys have had uh, it takes some time to get your footing uh, on the offensive side of the ball. What do you attribute that to? Maybe not so much adjusting and having success adjusting, but coming out in the game and not having the same feel for the game. Maybe feels the wrong word, but just not having as much success early in games as you have been once you make the in game adjustments. No, I, I'm with you. You know, I mean, I think um, you know, I'm not sure if we. I think we scored one. 
going into Texas State, I know we had scored one touchdown in the first quarter. So, you know, it's something that we've been working on. Um, I do think that this this past week in particular, um, you know, they, they changed defensive coordinators a couple weeks ago. I thought the new coordinator had some really good wrinkles, especially in 12 personnel. Um, you know, I know that's all real technical, but I do think that there were some things there that created some issues for us. And then, um, you know, eventually we got to the right stuff. But, you know, and then at times we can execute much better. So, um you know, I, I think that it's a it's a combination of a lot of things. You know, and and we've been working really hard on it. Um, it's something that we have evaluated, self scouted, quality controlled for a long time now. So I do think that uh, we're getting better, and uh, that's that's a good thing. Uh, did, did Arkansas State early on in that game defensively really commit a lot to trying to stop the run, or was it uh, a little more? Put it this way, maybe not. Am I oversimplifying that? No, I think you're. No, I think it's that's a, that's a simple way to put it. Uh, they played in a different structure is the main thing. A um, little bit bigger people uh, in the game, you know, match match the grouping, and then played a a structure that they hadn't played in the past. So some of the things you have planned um, don't necessarily work out the way that you thought, but. You know, I, I think overall you got to give them credit. They played really hard. They had a good plan. They made it difficult for us. Uh, they made us adjust, uh, and that's been something that, you know, I think we take tremendous pride in. I think the players understood what was going on, why it was happening, and the staff did a good job of kind of getting it fixed. Um, and um, there was no question, you know, they had something to do with it. ESPN1420.com. I know fans, um, they were focused maybe somewhat on what you guys were unable to do in the red zone early, but I want to ask you about the other side of it. Defensively, your defense's performance in the red zone, uh, particularly in the first half, ended up making a big difference in that ball game. How much of that was just – I mean, how how much do you give credit to Coach Tony and the game plan and being able to keep the Red Wolves – off the board in some cases where it looked like they might get some points or at the very least having to settle for three instead of seven? Well, that that was the difference in the game. You know, I thought we won the four-point plays in the red zone and, you know, they missed the field goal. We made them kick um, a handful of others. Uh, we did a really nice job on, on third and fourth down in the game. Uh, we got two takeaways. So, I mean, it, it was uh, bend but don't break. Um, kind of mentality. We eliminated number nine from the game. He's, he's an elite player. Uh, we forced them to be patient and go the distance. Uh, and eventually they stalled out of the red zone. We're forced to, to kick field goals or they forced some throws um, that caused them to, you know, stall out or turn the ball over. So it was a well thought out plan and certainly well executed. Um, you know, and then you combine that with the kicking game. I thought we, we had 110 yards of hidden yardage in the game. So I, I think that it was a good team win. You know, we had 340 yards of offense in the second half. You know, I was joking with the players yesterday, hey, I thought we don't wait around and let's put two halves together where we got 340 yards. So, you know, we, we left some points out there. We missed the field goal. We 
had fourth and one right before the half there and got stopped. Um, you know, uh, but it, it is what it is. The Cajuns are six and one. Um, you know, we're, we're in position. We're relevant. Um, it's November and uh, we're in contention and that, that was our intentions in the beginning. And here we are. Head football coach Billy Napier, our guest. Cajuns can uh, win the Sunbelt West this Saturday. Uh, going back to the offense, coach, a big play uh, when Levi Lewis hit Peter LeBlanc. It felt like the offense kind of opened up after that point. From that point on, uh, the rhythm was there. It just it, it seemed like things were working. You mentioned the adjustments. Uh, what, you know, you I, I think I heard you mention Ryan O'Hara, the assistant quarterbacks coach. Having a big being a big part of that process in terms of that specific play, can you can you just touch on that play a little bit and and what a play like that can do to an offense that might be kind of stuck in neutral and suddenly starts clicking? Yeah, no question. I mean, it was um, we had a you know we have um, great input from all of our staff in terms of the game plan. Um, you know, each member of our offensive staff. You know, GA's quality control um, to go along with the assistant coaches have defined areas in the plan where um, they're responsible for doing the research and meeting with me. Um, and Ryan actually, you know, he's in charge of stacks and bunches. And uh, he found a tendency and, and kind of drew up a play to take advantage of that tendency. You know, we had it in a certain section of the game plan, and that situation came up. It was the lead call, and, you know, we got what we, we thought we would get and, um, you know, created a lot of momentum for us there. Uh, we were a little behind the chains there. It was second and long and um, well-designed and, and uh, well-executed. Coach Billy Napier, Education Ed Football Coach, our guest, ESPN1420N.com. I'm Scott Prather. Neil Johnson, your, your sophomore tight end, who I know missed games early in the season, uh, his presence felt from a, a reception standpoint, it was his most productive day of his of his young collegiate career. But uh, is, is he, you know, you, you've spoke about the tight ends. It's Again, it's one of those things that, that fans love to bring up a lot. And you say, look, we, we, we're going to throw it to the tight end when they're open, when it fits into the game plan, but we're not doing anything differently than we did a year ago. In terms of tight end personnel, does Johnson bring something a little different to the table than the other tight ends, whether it be Lumpkin or Meagle or Bergeron, do that perhaps would lead to more receptions for him? Or was it simply how the game played out on Saturday? No, we, we um, I think Neil is a – a mismatch player. You know, Neil's a very unique player. He's a former receiver um, as a junior in high school and then, you know, made the transition to quarterback actually as a, a senior. We kind of projected him as a tight end, saw him in some of these satellite camps and um, didn't really have any evidence that the guy could play uh, tight end. We felt like his body type and his skill set would fit. Uh, he did play a little bit of tight end in spring practice before his senior year. We had that footage. We felt like he had the you know toughness uh, and physicality to make the transition. Um, and Mills, you know, he, he played last year as a true freshman. Um, he's always been a guy that we viewed as a as a potential mismatch player that could really create some issues for the defense. And Saturday was one of those days where we were able to take advantage of that. So. You know, I think each week, you know, um, the matchups and the, the checkers and the, 
are a little bit different. And um, certainly Neil's a guy that we hope continues to improve as a player, uh, more dependable, more accountable uh, as he grows up and, um, you know, continues to be a part of our offense. Rage Cajun head coach Billy Napier, our guest. On the defensive side of the ball, coach, how would you uh, grade your, your run defense to this point in the season? Well, I think it, you know, I think it, it is, um, it's got to keep everything in context, if that makes sense. You know, I think we played two option teams. Um, I think we also, Saturday, we decided that we were going to give them the running game, you know. Uh, every one of those runs they had Saturday called, there was three guys running pass patterns. So, you know, we're, we're forcing them to hand it off and then trying to get them on the ground, you know, a little bit of a chess match there. So um, I think that the, the fits have been better. Um, you know, I think at times early on, uh, we weren't fitting them as well. We felt like that um, we, we needed to, um, strike blockers better, be more decisive in our fits, um, push the pile, not back tackle. You know, we've been working on uh, inventory of things, but I do think it's an area where we need to improve uh, and we have gotten better. Um, and it'll be important going forward. You know, I think uh, Saturday, I think they had five explosive plays on the day. So when you take that offensive group and you limit them to five explosives, You've done a really nice job. Eric Gare, another interception. Uh, this young man, you know, came in as a freshman from Mobile, wasn't highly recruited around the country because of his, he, he, he stole me that, and he said as much. You know, he feels like his height was part of it. Maybe folks overlooked him. But he's been a contributor his entire career for you guys. And three interceptions in the last two games, uh, a big one. After, you know, Levi Lewis has the big touchdown run, and on the next possession, Garrett picks it off. That's where the momentum in the game, to me, those two plays really shifted all the momentum all at once. For Eric Garrett, just that young man and what he means to your football team, Coach. Well, Eric's um, Eric's a competitor, you know. Um, the guy is a consistent practice player. Um, you know, he's a guy that's got, he's got some intelligence. He's very engaged, um, very attentive, you know, all the time. You know, he's, he's a guy that um, from the minute he got here, you knew he's going to be a factor. So he's improved as a player. He really has become a polished player that Coach Morgan has done an exceptional job with him over the last two years. Um, you know, I think, he may be small, but um, his instincts, his initial quickness, and his ability, his ball skills. The guy was an offensive player uh, in high school as well. You know, he's become a heck of a punt returner also. So I think he's got confidence, um, and certainly, you know, he's been huge uh, at times for our team this year. I love his energy, and I love how he affects people around him. Um, you know, Eric's, Eric's a big part of what we've been able to do here. He's a part of that first class when he first arrived. Coach Napier, our guest, ESPN 1420. You've you've brought up special teams a number of times uh, in the last 15 minutes, Coach, and about winning. You felt good about winning that battle and all the hidden yards. Uh, you did have one missed field goal uh, by Nate Snyder, and then Kenny Amanderas came in, and he kicked two uh, pretty solidly and, and was two of two from field goal range. 
What's the plan moving forward now? I know you've, you you like open competition, but do you feel like Kenny now has a leg up there on the depth chart? What What is the plans for the uh, the field goal situation moving forward? No, we'll, we'll, we'll go back and let them compete some more. You know, I mean, I think um, – you know, every time I think a lot of people want to put field goal kicker in like a different context, but you know it's no different than if you got competition at other positions uh, where it's very evenly matched. You know, you're going to evaluate what you see in practice uh, and make the decision in the best interest of the team, and that's what we'll do this week as well. You know, do you think that sometimes, like you've coached football a long time, you played it. Are there some guys that are just, and I'm not even specifically just talking about kicking position, just in general. Are there players that just are are somehow better on game day than they are in practice and vice versa? I know that's not necessarily as common as maybe fans make it out to be, but is, is there some substance to that, I guess, uh, common fan uh, saying or, or analysis when it comes to football? No, I, I completely disagree with that statement. I mean, I think that practice ultimately practice performance is game day reality, you know? So what you do on that practice field, um, you know, how you do anything, how you do everything, right? So I'm evaluating uh, every decision they make, you know, can they get their butt out of bed and go to breakfast check? Can they make it to class on time? Are they at their tutor appointments? Are they, um, you know, dressed the right way, you know, um, anything and everything. Can they make it the treatment on time? Are they wearing the right shoes and the team lift? Um, you know, I, I think that the best players I've been around, they do it the right way all the time. And um, if there's some talented guys out there that are productive on game day uh, that maybe we get caught up in and wild by, but sometimes those guys aren't performing to their potential. Uh, because they don't have enough self-discipline, you know, in how they live their life or go about their business. So uh, the truly elite ones, they're doing it right all the time, and that includes in practice. Coach Billy Napier, I guess, you know, to echo that sentiment, Coach Khalif Gossett, we spoke to him, I think, last Wednesday, and <clears throat> I asked him about, you know, I said, look, Coach Coach said that you've grown up a lot off the field as well as on it. You know, what, what, do, you, what, what do you think that's about? And he said, look, it's just about – practice being on time and and just being detailed in everything I do in my life and it's an area that you know I've, I've worked hard in and as a result you know you start to see results on the field as well so the entire synergy of all of it coach right you truly believe that how you do every little detail in life is going to impact how you play on Saturday well I think we're doing them a disservice if we if we don't make it that way you know I think that uh these guys are young men, you know, they got a long way to go as people, you know, I told them Friday, if we made it easy on you, we're doing you a disservice. You know, we want it to be hard here. We want it to be tough, structured routine. Uh, we want it, you know, to be a challenge. Uh, we want them to be uncomfortable. Um, and I think that's the only way that they're going to get better and grow. Uh, and the good ones, they like it, you know, um, they embrace, routine and discipline and structure and and they see the benefit of that uh and the ones that don't like that um you know it may or may not be for them here you know so um we got a group right now that is uh 100 in and trying to do it the right way i've been really impressed with this team 
um, in terms of the way they work um, and the way that they're uh, you know, willing to change and willing to make necessary changes to improve as people as much as players, you know. So, um, you know, I think it's one of the reasons we're not, we've been able to find ways to win is we got a tough-minded group, you know, that can handle the ups and downs. Um, you know, Saturday was our fifth game where we got to come from behind in the second half. Now, I know we don't like that, but uh, I think it speaks to the intangibles of this group, this 2020 team. No doubt, uh, Cajuns with the win on Saturday and now once again ranked in the top 25. And, you know, Coach, you've told us in the past, if you get too caught up in a number next to your name, it really doesn't mean anything. It's, you know, you can you can start to kind of take your eye off the ball, so to speak. So now being ranked again in one of the polls, is that something that's discussed at all with the team? Is it is it brought up at all, or is it just business as usual? Well, we, we play South Alabama at 1 o'clock Saturday. And um, it's November, and um, it's a Sunbelt West Conference opponent, uh, and they've got a heck of a team. And, you know, I mean, you talk about big, fast, uh, physical, and much improved from the previous two years, in my opinion. I think Coach Campbell's done a really good job there. Uh, this will be one of the more impressive teams that we played, despite the record, you know. Um, so we're, we're working hard on that challenge. And, um, you know, I think that's where we got to make sure our focus and attention is. All right. Uh, you answered that one. Coach Billy Napier has been our guest. Uh, just one more Rage Cajun football for you, Coach. Uh, from a health standpoint, how did you guys come into that one? Do you feel good about where you guys are currently? Yeah, we had no major issues coming out of the game. You know, I think uh, Mark Hockey's done a terrific job given the dynamic that we trained in. You know, I think we've held together pretty good. Uh, certainly Pat Richards is working 24-7, 365. You know, those guys are uh, really good at what they do and take tremendous pride in their role. Um, so, you know, I, I think uh, it's that time of the year. You know, we're working hard in those areas. Uh, I think everybody's a little banged up at this point in the season. So uh, we got to work our way through it during the week and uh, be prepared on Saturday when it counts. Coach Billy, what do you do on Sunday with the family when, you, when you're when you not working, when you have a little time? Do you, do you get to watch a little football or are you just, you know, playing games with the kids, maybe hide and seek? What's... What's the Napier Sunday family plan when you're at home? Well, this Sunday was a little bit of unique. Um, we had uh, Annie Joe had uh, soccer. One of her games had gotten moved um, to Sunday morning out of town. Um, so uh, I actually, you know, got into the office a little early Sunday because as a result. But uh, they were up and moving early uh, Sunday and, and went to Acadiana for a soccer tournament, so I didn't get a ton of time with them, but typically, you know, it's been a little bit unique this year because of COVID-19, but, you know, we spent a lot of time together, obviously, you know, a lot of times um, going to church, um, brunch, uh, hanging around the house, whatever the case may be. Uh, certainly this year has been a little bit different than years past, but uh, it is one of the times of the week where we get a chance to spend some time together for sure. Good stuff. And and do you ever do you ever play hide and seek with your kids? 
Yeah, back in the quarantine, man, we played every day. That's you, you know? got to right. I mean, I, uh, I know that feeling. Did <laughs> you got <laughs> you find a good spot, and uh, at some point, you got you got to get their mind on something else. Coach, uh, look, no I always always appreciate the time on Monday mornings. Congrats on the win. Uh, best of luck this week. I know we'll be talking to you via some Zoom press conferences this week, but uh, always appreciate you coming on here every week for a one-on-one. All right, Scott. Thank you, man. All I'll right. see you around. Thank you. Great education. Head football coach Billy Napier. Good stuff from him. And, uh, you know, to note there just a few minutes ago, he said no major injuries coming to that one. They feel good from a health standpoint, from a roster standpoint. And that they they are in as good a shape as they've been this season as they uh, get ready here for the last quarter of the season. But you know they're 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 going to win the West, probably lock it up on Saturday. But they're going to win the Sun Belt West, and then you got that Central Arkansas game, and then suddenly it's, I mean, late post Thanksgiving is going to be nuts. You got ULM, then you got App State on a Friday, then you've potentially got two weeks later, probably a Sunbelt Conference Championship game, and then maybe a bowl game just a short time after that. A lot of football. You remember when the, they were like 3-0 and getting ready for the Coastal game and, and, and how often that thing got moved around and post-hurricane, and it's like, man, they've only played three games this year. It feels like the, game, the season's been going on forever. And now, just like that, they played four more, seven games into this thing, and it's like these last four have gone by so quickly. And the win over Iowa State which is one hell of an impressive win, uh, still feels like a, a while ago, man. Lots happened since then. Iowa State got the win over Baylor over the weekend as well, by the way. Man, I wish they had won at Oklahoma State. Whew. Iowa State ranked 